We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. Uh, the one and one edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. The ink is dry. Uh, we have watched the tape. We've got some some takes on this uh, loss. Um, I'm your host today, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley, and I'm joined today uh, by Trey Watson Sr. You can find him on Twitter at MDQUE underscore 33. Um, Trey, how the heck are you, man? Doing all right, man. Long long weekend of travel, getting to check out the game, but uh, you know, getting back settled home. Wish it, wish it would have been getting settled in with a, a, a W and a 2-0, and o, but hey, you know, it's part of it. It is what it is, and that's what we've talked about on these very airwaves for this young Green Bay Packers team is like, there are going to be games like this. There are going to be games like this where, you know, obviously we'll talk about the defense because we, we've got, we've got some, some things to say about the defense. You know, offensively, you know, they scored on, at one point, they scored on like five straight possessions. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to love that. But I almost wonder if, you know, Jordan Love and then just a crew of essentially rookies out there, uh, it almost seems like they thought the job was done. You know, you're up by you're up by two scores in the fourth quarter. All right, let's coast. Let's coast to the finish line here. And I think, you know, Jaden Reed had a really great quote at the end of the game where he said, let's not let this break us. Let's not let this break us. Let's let this make us. And I think there is a, a, a lot of maturity in that statement. And it sounds like a guy who obviously they're mad, you know, that this team, you look at the presser today, you listen to coach LaFleur was more fiery than I think we've ever heard him at the podium. Uh, not happy with what transpired in Atlanta on Sunday. 
Um, and you got the young guys like Reed, you know, scoring two touchdowns, having a, a day to really be excited about, but still not talking about, oh, well, I got mine. You know, I got my two touchdowns. Uh, he's talking about, hey, as a team, we need to we need to learn from this because ultimately uh, the standard was not met. Um, but let's let's start with some of the, the negatives because we will talk. There were positives and we'll talk about some of the positives on offense as well. But um, the negatives on on this and there's not really any way to sugarcoat it, Trey. The you go back and watch the all 22 of this tape and it's it's pretty much what you saw live. Uh Defense didn't get it done. I, I will say this about the defense as far as their run fits and being where they're supposed to be. I thought they did a, a pretty nice job. Um, I thought, you know, Coach Barry didn't always put them in advantageous situations. Uh, you talked about it a couple weeks ago on this podcast. You know, the run game is is math. It's basically math. And the math wasn't always mathing for the Packers in this particular game. Uh, but as far as what they were being asked to do, I thought they had guys in position to make plays. They just didn't make uh, I think Matt Schneidman counted missed tackles today, caught 21. And uh, that's probably being a little bit conservative. But one thing I'd, I'd like to get your take on, Trey, is after a game like this, where Coach LaFleur talked about the tape being bad, is ugly, and he didn't mince words about that whatsoever. A as a player in the locker room, as a player that's going to sit down in meetings this week and, and go through this tape, what what does that look like after a game like this? What what are the coaches saying to the players after a game like? I mean, is it just yelling? Are people just mad? Is it teaching? Is it more of a calm demeanor? Like, kind of walk us through, you know, your experiences of, you know, I'm sure you've been on both ends as a defender of games that you blow stuff up and games that you guys don't get the job done. So, you know, what's what's it like at the end of a game like this where the job is not really done? Yeah, you know, I think uh, a large part of that just overall demeanor it depends on, like, really what were your expectations going in. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, big part of knowing yourself is also keeping it real, right? Like, what, what were your team's expectations going into that game? And, you know, we've said ad nauseum at this point that this is a young football team, but Sunday was a prime example. They have so much potential, um, so many different things they can do in so many different areas. But – uh, you know, from my experience, uh, you know, if you got some fiery coaches, they're, they're going to get into you a little bit, especially, you know, the NFL isn't like college, right? Like you don't, you don't just have, you know, a bunch of students, a bunch of young guys who are for the most part kids, uh, the NFL, you have, you have grown men. You got guys that are getting paid 10, 15, $20 million more than the coaches, uh, at times. And obviously there's, there's still a coach player dynamic there, but um, that's where accountability comes in. I mean, these guys got to be real with themselves, uh, no matter, you know, whether you're end of the roster guy, you know, starter pro bowl level player, um, you got, you got to be real with yourself and, and say what happened in the game. Um, and there were just some things that happened in, in all phases that, um, you know, just, you can't, it doesn't sit well, right? It, it doesn't sit well having a, a 12 point lead with what, like 11 plus minutes left. And then essentially, your defense falling apart and your offense not being able to even get a first down um, in pro football. You just don't hear of things like that. Um, this isn't college. This isn't high school. You know, guys just don't blow leads like that. Like that's why everyone's always on the Falcons about 28 to three. It's just not natural for that to happen. Um, 
So that that's what the locker room is going to be like. There's going to be guys who are are going to be honest and going to going to get on other guys who say, "Hey, man, you know, we got to step our level of play up." Uh, 45 minutes of high quality football is is not enough. This is a 60 minute game. Um, you playing against guys who are hungry. There is no, "Hey, we got this in the bag." Um, you know, you can be confident in, in how your how the game is progressing, but you got to finish. Um, that's that's why we play 60 minutes. That's that's how the game goes. And you were, you know, for the you, you mentioned you were at the game. Um, I was at week one, and the big takeaway that I had from this team was, man, they they have speed. They got speed everywhere. Um, what was kind of your initial impression? Because I'm sure this is the first time you saw this squad live. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about the speed of the team? How they move? The athletes that they have on the field? Um, I mean, I feel like player for player, this is just a, a gifted roster. Um, you know, I saw it during during the week last week. Um, I'm pretty sure they're number one or number two, not even just in, in the NFC, but in the whole league in terms of height, weight, all like all, all the measurables. And then and then you factor in the athleticism. I mean, they have athleticism at all three levels uh of both the offense and the defense. Uh, I mean, heck, even the punter, I played against him in the XFL. He's like six five. I mean, it's just just different. Uh, so this is definitely like a, a, a all coming off the bus team. Like you're like, okay, they got some dogs. Um, now, obviously, it hurts when you know a couple of those dogs aren't playing. Uh, that there's that part of it. But I mean, the guys they have on the field are are extremely talented and certainly an athletic bunch. Um, and, and you saw that throughout the game. It was clearly evident. Um, you know, there was there were plenty of opportunities to be made. It's just you know how can we convert those guys to to taking advantage of it on a consistent basis. When the 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 running backs don't matter debate is off to a a uh, a, a rapid start for this season mm-hmm. for the Packers because one in week one they very much won because of their running back Aaron Jones, and week two they very much lost because they their running backs were outplayed by the opposing teams. Um, where do you kind of fall with all of that? Because I think with with that said. With the Falcons running all over the Packers, they still it still took them a last minute field goal to win the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I don't obviously it matters. I think if Aaron Jones plays in this game, they win by two scores, and and then just that's that. But he didn't, and you saw the huge difference in talent between the two teams' running backs. With you know AJ still trying to find his footing, it seems like, and then you got you Literally. know the kid Ro- Robinson who is going to be a real nice player in this league. Algier, who already is a nice player in this league, and they just kind of ran over him, for lack of a better term. And you brought it up with blowing a lead, you know, with 11 minutes left in the game. Typically when you blow a lead in the NFL, it's because quarterback got hot. Yeah, right? they, they, they hit up, they hit a 60-yard pass, and they get a quick strike. That's what's so frustrating about this game is it just was death by a 1,000 paper cuts. And it just mm-hmm. they couldn't they couldn't get anything going on offense and they they just crammed it down their throats and it just seemed it seemed inevitable the last seven minutes of the game that this is just what was going to happen and uh, it's just kind of how it is. But where where do you stand? Because obviously you playing linebacker, you, that's your primary job is to shut down the running game, mm-hmm. right? Um, so how do you you know where do you kind of fall in that debate of like hey you know yeah you can run the ball but eh, does it really matter? 
Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course, they were gone. Goodbye, Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy-to-find tickets to last-minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game Time is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your before you buy. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. You know, um... I mean, I think I think yesterday is a perfect example of of what you know having a truly skilled running back is. Um, and even going back to my childhood, I mean, this is you know kind of goes back, but running back is a position that you don't really know or see or are able to measure what makes a great running back. You just know it when you see it. Um, sometimes holes are wide open, and you're like, "Oh man, it, my grandma could run through that hole." then your running back is hurt and all of a sudden that team's running game doesn't look quite the same. Uh, you know, everyone else is the same. What happened? Oh, I thought anyone could run through that hole. Then, then you have guys who can literally make something out of nothing every single time they touch the ball. Um, and that's just the gift of a running back. It's, it's vision, it's patience, it's knowing, you know, what move to use on a guy in tight spaces, what move to use on a guy in the open field, how to use defenders' own leverage against them. And that's that's what Bijan and, and Algier really killed guys with yesterday. Uh, guys were in perfect position to make tackles um, and just couldn't. That's that's that, you know, 
in a phone booth kind of running back who can literally just make make anyone miss. Um, sometimes it's it's balance that plays a factor, and we, and we saw that you know kind of really kill AJ's momentum yesterday several times on, on very important plays in the game. Um, but running backs are, are literally an essential position in, in the game. And, and yesterday, I mean, that, that spelled, it spelled it out as clearly as you can say. Um, when they put the ball in their guys' hands with Atlanta, um, you just knew something was bound to happen. And like you said, it, it was just a slow tumble into an, an inevitable defeat uh, once that momentum started kind of just shifting in the fourth quarter. And what, multiple times all we needed was one first down essentially to ice the game? Um, you know, third and three, fourth and one, third and one. That's that's when a running back has to earn their money, right? Like that's literally your play. Uh, unless you're getting blown up in the backfield, you know, you meet a guy with with contact at with one yard to go, big time running back, you get that yard. Uh Bijan got that yard yesterday, Algier got that yard, and then some yesterday. Even Ritter, you know, got some yards at the contact on a couple of plays that were key to winning the game. Um, and that's just what you have to do. Uh, so, so yesterday was definitely a, a, a good reflection of, of the value of a running back for sure. Well, I think that's part of the debate too. Is th- I think the thing is, there's a lot of good running backs in the NFL, mm-hmm. and you look at Aaron Jones. Obviously, is one of them. And guys like him are so rare because he's still doing it. And you mentioned, you know, not being able to quantify what makes a running back a, an elite running back. You you would not look at Aaron Jones and say that guy is an all pro running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a sub six foot guy, probably 195 pounds soaking wet, but third and one he's getting that. He's getting it. He's getting that yard. He just, he does. and, uh, and he just has that knack to, to get skinny in the hole and, and, and to not get hit. And that's kind of the weird thing with everyone's like, Oh man, AJ Dillon, he's your third and one back. It's like Jones is better at it. He just always has been. And you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I've been disappointed with AJ this year so far, um, not writing him off at all. Um, I think that's silly. I think he's still a very talented football player and um, is going to help this team. But uh, let's move to that offensive side of the ball because, you know, we, we talked about, yeah, they they kind of stalled out. Um, I thought they got a little bit stale on offense. I thought, uh, you know, at the end of the game, they kind of started to play not to lose as mm-hmm. opposed to, hey, let's go out and win. And I think the biggest thing that you saw is the, you know, trying to ice the game. And I get you're kind of in your five-minute offense. You want to run the ball. And that doesn't matter if you got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love back there. You want to run the ball. You want to ice the clock. You want to do that stuff. And uh, they were in a prime position to do so. And they, and they couldn't get it done. Um, but before that, I mean, two guys that I think we just absolutely have to highlight uh, – are Dontavian Wicks and Jaden Reed in this game. You know, I just had a tweet today that just said, I just said like seven guys' last names and people loved it because you look at this young group of talent that they have at the skill skill position. You've got, you know, Christian, Romeo, Aaron Jones, Dontavian Wicks, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave. You know, they've got Malik Heath is young. Grant Dubose is young. They got guys everywhere. And, most of them have flashed. Most of them have shown you like, hey, they belong in this league. So you talked about this team kind of having the ability to be really special. I think we have to keep that in perspective that they can be special, but they are young. They are very young. Even when Christian's back, guess what? He's young too. 
you know, mm-hmm. and he's he's the guy that I think is really going to unlock a ton of stuff for this offense. Um, I know they're excited to get him back, but you start thinking about, man, okay, throw Christian into the mix here with your baby deer in Luke Musgrave, with your slot guy in Jaden Reed, with uh, Dontavian Wicks, who, uh, man, for how big he is, he is a thick dude, and he can he moves well. And so that's just that's really exciting. I think Romeo's still dealing with the hamstring as well. I think he's just kind of out there feeling it out, trying to figure out what he can do. But the thing that the Packers don't have right now, and I think they're looking for, and I think they want Christian to be this guy, is who's your bucket getter? Who is your guy when it is third and three and you you gotta have it? Who's winning? Who's winning a, a you know a, a five-yard hitch? who's winning at the line of scrimmage that can get open and just get you a bucket to, to move the chains. And I think with this group right now, they don't know who that is. Jordan doesn't know who that is. And that can be, that can be tough. Even with all that talent, even with all the options at your disposal, you don't really know like lining up pre-snap. Okay. I know what my keys are. I know what my reads are. I know where I want to go with the ball. Like a, a great example of this is the Malik Heath throw that should have been picked off by AJ Ter- uh, Terrell. He threw him the ball because that was a that was a timing route. Uh, Malik Heath got a bapti- got absolutely baptized on that play by Terrell, and and he does that to people. He's he's an all pro for a reason, and we've talked about this. Trey, twelve Aaron Rodgers, he's not throwing that ball. He's not throwing that ball to Malik Heath on that. I think he's looking at that pre-snap and saying, okay, oh, 18 is is covered by our rookie UDFA is covered by their all-pro corner. I'm not going there. With Jordan, he doesn't care. And so, like, that's kind of what you have to live and die with. I, it's good and bad. It's good that he is going to – he's going to go through his progressions and he's going to put the ball where it's supposed to go. But there are times where it's like, yeah – Ball's supposed to go here, but I don't think I'm going to, you know, because mm-hmm. that's just kind of the nature of the beast. But, you know, when you talk about the young talent that this Packers offense has and you seeing them in person, um, what are what are your what have been, I guess, your impressions of and we'll get to Jordan Love here in a second. But what have been your impressions of these young pass catchers without your brother out there playing? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, even just just like you said, looking at them as a as a group with, without factoring in Jordan Jordan's play so far these past 2 weeks, you you have to love what you have to work with. Um they've flashed just so many different things and they really haven't even been able to to tap into the full usefulness of it. Um I'm still really waiting to see them attack, you know, that intermediate middle of the field with with Musgrave um, I thought yesterday would be a perfect time to do that. They were using a lot of play action, um, and it, it worked pretty well to some extent. But you know, the Falcons were down. Uh, you know, one of their linebackers, Troy Anderson, uh, or however you say his name, but um, and they they didn't really they didn't really attack that intermediate area. I don't know if they were afraid of of Jesse Bates doing what he did to the Panthers, um, but that's something that I would like to see them explore with with a guy as you know as unique as as Musgrave is. And then all, all the receivers have flashed at some point. Um, even even Wicks getting open um, on the the really nice deep ball in, in the corner of the end zone. Um, I don't know if you know AJ got a got a finger on it or, or if he was just a drop, but I mean that that's a really nice play against, like you said, a, a Pro Bowl level corner. Um, and another thing I noticed is yesterday those, those DBs, even from from the beginning of the game, 
they were giving some decent cushion to a group of receivers who might not, you might not say have earned that level of cushion. Um, and that's something you like to see because, uh, you know, they knew those guys were able to make plays and, and they did often. Um, you know, if you factor in the, the couple deep balls that were underthrown, if, if we're able to convert those kind of plays, um, you know, the sky truly is the limit for that offense. And that's, again, factoring in that Christian and, and Aaron weren't even on the field. Um, but each each one of the receivers has, has shown the ability to do, do something. I think yesterday will be a huge confidence boost, particularly for Jaden. Um, he was able to make a lot of different plays. Um, and, and Wicks looked really good too, man. Get, getting a touchdown, breaking a tackle, and getting into the end zone. Um, they made yesterday really rough for uh, Flowers, the corner. He he had a long day, a couple penalties, gave up a couple touchdowns anyway. Um, and that's that's good to see from essentially a, a group of babies. Yeah. And you look at what they were able to do with that group. And by they, I mean Love and LaFleur because – a lot of people are just going to point to the last quarter, which they floundered. And that's, and that's fine. Like that's, that's totally fair. And I think they deserve some criticism for that. But man, if, you know, I don't think a lot of people would have expected them to be able to put up 24 points or whatever it was without, you know, their two best, their two most explosive playmakers. Like I said, Hey, if you, if you were to take away two players from Jordan love to really make his life difficult, who would it be? It's Christian and Aaron. Like those are your two guys. If you were the opposing team, you'd say, "Yeah, take, please take those two out of the game, and we'll, and we'll make life hell for them." Okay, that's that happened. That's happened. And now, what else would you say? Okay, well, he's still got a really good offensive line. You know, he might be able, he might be able to find some of these young guys because he's so well protected. Oh, okay, Bakhtiari's not playing. Ellen Jenkins mm-hmm. goes out in the first quarter. Oh, you know, at that point, you just get to the a spot where you're like. Good luck. Good luck, Jordan. And he went out there and made, for the most part, chicken salad, a chicken you-know-what, and was able to – ultimately, they should have won this game. I mean, that's that's what stings about this, too, is they they played well enough to win this game for 45 minutes. And it's just learning. It is, it's the learning piece of this game because this is the men's league. This isn't college football. This is not – go out and make three plays and put the game so far out of reach that you can go hang out with the celebrities on the sideline. Right. I mean, you have to play till the final whistle in this league. And uh, this was a a good lesson. And I think this could be the season of lessons for this team because it probably won't be the first, it probably won't be the last time that they do something that just makes you shake your head because they are so young, historically young. Um, And you see the talent, you see everything you want to see, all the flashes, all the talent, all the playmaking ability, it's there. It's just going to be, can they gel? Can it, you know, the second half of this season, Trey, I think is going to be fascinating because do these receivers kind of figure out what is their niche? What are they supposed to do? How do they help this team best? And then how does Jordan distribute the ball to them? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think with Jordan, we've seen, We've seen the playmaking ability, and he's kind of the same way, where it's like, all right, I want to see him with the full arsenal of, of, of his weapons because we've seen his playmaking ability. Some of the throws that he made on Sunday were were bonkers, just silly level throws. The the throw to Wicks in the back of the end zone that 
you know, Terrell did get, you know, he got his hand on, was able to swat it away kind of at the last second, right out of Dontavian's hands. That's a high level throw. Mm-hmm. The the throw to Toure on fourth down, that's a high level throw that needs to be caught. The first deep ball to Wicks. That's a great, that's, you know, for all the crap we've given him about his deep ball. And some of it is true. Like his deep ball has been hit or miss. That was a great ball on the first one. He just got tackled. You know, he doesn't get tackled. He catches that. So uh, we've seen the high-level playmaking ability from Jordan. Now, for him, can he raise his floor? Can he raise his floor to being, hey, when you're not being Superman, you're you're just being good? Because right now, I think when he's not being Superman, he's being fine, maybe even a little bit below average on some of his stuff, still, you know, missing throws that he needs to make. Uh, that needs to, you know, he needs to start hitting those. The the fourth quarter, the where he tried to kind of dump it in over the corner to to Wicks, he missed that throw by four yards. Like you gotta gotta give him a shot, Jordan. Gotta give him a mm-hmm. shot. Um, so it, it's just kind of hit or miss right now, and and that's what's going to be fascinating is seeing how he develops down the stretch. Can he raise his floor uh, to just making the consistent layups consistently? Um, but uh, overall impressions uh, of Jordan Love after two weeks for you, Trey? Man, I, I think you're absolutely loving loving what you're working with. Uh, no pun intended. Um, I mean, it's you got what you need, man. Uh, that's that's the reality of the situation. You got a guy who can can play with poise. Uh, you see him play with fire. I mean, dude, dude tried to what? He, he shook the, the heck out of one Falcons DB and then Daniel tried to run over another instead of sliding. Um, now he needs to be careful and, you know, not he be doing to, not, he needs to slide, but we yeah, love it. Yeah, not love not it. do that quite often, but, but you love the energy. And then, and then he gets up and gets, gets in the guy's face and lets him know he just sauced him up. Um, Green Bay needs that. They, they need that from, from their quarterback. Uh, he, he doesn't have the, the built in, you know, rapport that Aaron does just from being Aaron he's got to show guys and 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 that that was a a show show everyone what what I'm about play um literally like I mean you know you're not gonna hit every pass uh and and you're certainly not gonna make every play every time but you gotta love him besides besides the one to AJ and and at that point you know he, he was probably just forcing it because you know they had just blown the lead they really blew the game um Besides that that play over the, the last two weeks, he's taken great care of the ball. Um, he's made plays that you need to make. The the one thing I want to see is I want to see them figure out this deep ball, man. I, I think they've had some really good opportunities. Um, you would have liked to see them hit on that flea flicker to open the game. It, it did look really great. Obviously, you got the PI and that works. Um, but man, lay that thing out there for your guys so that they can't even get a PI because they're toasted already. And once you add Christian back in. You know, hopefully he's leaving guys in the dust so bad that even even if there is an underthrow, we still we still celebrating in the end zone. But they get that deep ball going, um, and he's he's really as as complete of a package as you could ask for from a quarterback. Man, I think people still underestimate his athleticism, and that's kind of what led to that that big run for him. Um, but I mean, you, you can't ask for much more from a guy who, in what two of his first three career starts, he's leading the NFL in touchdowns you know, tops in most of the major stats and, and up high in QBR. Um, I don't think many people were expecting that prior to the season starting. People were looking for every reason to doubt him. Um, and he's done that with, again, without what 
looks to be his his number one wide receiver and and one game without uh one of the best you know pass catcher running backs in the league so uh you know from here it should only keep going and, and we, we really might have something special once again right and you look at last year with Aaron Rodgers and you look at what the offense was able to do once Christian was back. I mean, it was night and day. Look what the offense is doing this year without him. I mean, I think that's telling in itself um, Mm -hmm. kind of what this offense will be capable once everybody's healthy, once everybody's going. And the last thing I'll say too, is it's funny to me when people will clip, you know, the, some of the, some of the really, really good Jordan love throws and Packers fans are so spoiled. So, so spoiled to not even realize that what he's doing is not normal. Like mm-hmm. some of those throws, four or five guys in the NFL can make that. And just so happens the Packers have had two of them the last 30 years. And so I think we have to appreciate some of the stuff that we're seeing from Jordan Love. And we hope that hope that he raised, like I said, I've said it a bunch, he got to raise his floor. He's still got to get better. And he knows that. Uh, but couldn't ask for much more from his first two starts in the NFL. Um, but, and you can't ask much more from us because I think we're out of, uh, out of topics to be talking about today. Um, but uh, we'll be looking forward to next week. I think new Orleans is playing right now on Monday night football as we're recording and uh, check that game out, kind of see what they've got coming to green Bay for their home opener next week. That's another kind of underrated aspect of this Jordan, go play at home, go play in front of the home fans. Right. So that'll be fun. Um, and uh, and we'll have you covered right here at the Pack-A-Day podcast for everything that you could possibly want. Uh, until then, go Pack-Go.